0: So last week, I was invited to do a talk to a group of people training to be podcasters and how imposter syndrome can slow down or even block their podcasts from being released. Do you know what I loved what I wrote so much? And I love what I presented that I thought I would turn it into a podcast episode. And here it is. Now, I know how putting content out there can make you feel really vulnerable and afraid people will question who you are your qualifications and your right to voice your views. Do you know, it's really interesting how many people would jump straight to questioning your qualifications if you have a different point of view. I had this recently where I posted a video talking about how I wouldn't go to see a traditional talk therapist if I had an anxiety disorder now because they over-focus on the mind. And straight away, someone said to me, are you a qualified psychotherapist? which completely misses the point that I'm making around psychotherapy is really lovely. And yes, it's very handy to go through your history, but it's putting eggs all in one basket. It's over-focusing on the mind. Then I said, I'd trained in psychotherapy. I'd trained in lots of therapies, but I prefer the coaching approach because I find it more proactive and more useful, especially when it comes to anxiety disorders. And they went silent. And even with imposter syndrome, I don't believe over-focusing on the mind is going to be in your best interest. But that's what most people do. And I think that's why they get to keep their imposter syndrome. And by the way, you're listening to Paul Shepard on the Mindset Change Podcast. Welcome. If you've not yet subscribed, please do, because I promise you, you really don't want to miss the episodes I have planned for the rest of this year. They are truly Life-changing. So hit the little plus uh, sign on your app, follow whatever it says to make sure that you get notifications of when a new episode is being released. Going back to the qualification side of things, I used to dread it if anyone asked me what my qualifications were. I had this weird thing in my head, right? That because I didn't have a degree, that I was somehow lower down the ladder of anyone who did in this field. So I had a bit of a struggle with imposter syndrome. And in the past, I tried to overcome it with positive reinforcement, you know, reminding myself that I'm good enough, that I've got this qualification, that qualification. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. It was helpful, but it didn't change the route of my out-of-date program. And the result of that was that I stayed in dead-end jobs for years Training in variety of therapies, building up quite the toolkit, but I didn't feel good enough to bite the bullet and make that final jump. It was only when my spirit, and I remember that day, being on the train, wishing it was Friday already, and it was only just Monday, so I was wishing my whole week away, just so I could do some living at the weekend, and that was like a wet slap around the face. Or do I mean a wet slap around the face with a fish? I think you know what I mean. Well, that was my wake-up call. So with my spirit rattling my cage, giving me that deep sense of dread and anxiety about my working week, it got me to the point where I made that leap and then worked on any old beliefs, trying to make my new career too difficult to do. Now, I must admit, and I don't think I've even mentioned this, I had second thoughts more than a few second thoughts, and even once phoned my old company and tried to go back. Luckily, they didn't want me. They'd moved on by then. <laughs> Phew. So I had to make it work. Well, actually, something else I've not mentioned as to why I phoned that company, just popped into my mind, was when I made this big leap, I've never talked about this before, when I made this big leap, One of the things that kind of reassured me that I'd be okay was I had a partner and he said, I will support you. I'll look after you and we can do this together. But they cheated on me. And despite me saying, oh, do you know what? We can work through this, trying to understand where this was all coming from. um, We broke up and it was absolutely terrifying. So I'd left a job. I'd left all my security. Suddenly I had no home. And then it was almost like the universe conspired with me. My determination, my focus brought people into my life who helped me in ways I am eternally grateful for. And I wouldn't be where I am now without that situation happening, the level of focus and a level of help I got from so many different areas. It comes back to that belief That life happens for us, not to us, no matter how it seems. So back to imposter syndrome and how it can hold you back. When I went into the podcast training to work with this lovely group of people, I don't think they were expecting me to talk about showing some love towards your imposter syndrome. That's right. Showing some love towards it. Not hating it. It's not the enemy But before you think I've lost it, let's do a little dive into what imposter syndrome is, the signs it's there, and more importantly, at the end, what you can begin to do about it. So to keep it short, imposter syndrome is the internal feeling that you have that you are not successful and that your success somehow isn't deserved. If it's left untreated, it can make you look at the world in a negative way, which makes it much, much harder to live successfully and happily. So Let's dive into five signs you could be struggling with imposter syndrome. I wonder if you'll recognize any of these. Number one, you seem to have amnesia about your past training, qualifications and experience leading you to undervalue yourself and see yourself as a fraud. Uh, Number two, Your inner critic is exceptionally loud and vicious about your efforts to succeed. Nothing like some unfair comparisons to also get you to stop what you are doing and question yourself. You can also add to that the jealousy you can feel towards other people who seem very confident and relaxed in their success. Number three, you believe you only got to where you are mostly by luck and other external factors. Yeah, let's devalue all the hard work you've put in and put it all down to circumstance that helped you ride the wave to where you are today. Not very honest, is it? But then that's imposter syndrome for you. Uh, Number four, you have a creeping dread that someone is going to find you out and that you're going to get caught out for it. And that will, of course, lead to those horrible feelings of shame and embarrassment. And number five, you keep procrastinating through perfectionism or complete avoidance together. And shall we add a sneaky number six? Let's go for it. You keep subconsciously finding ways to sabotage your success as deep down you believe you don't deserve it. This is known as an upper limit problem and you can see the results of it everywhere especially in famous people doing incredibly stupid things that can ruin their career. Now, at the time I recorded this, we don't really know who the BBC presenter is, who apparently, allegedly, has been paying someone, a minor, to do sexual things over a camera. So we hear these things, and you think, how incredibly stupid, dangerous, and also morally wrong There they are, yet again doing something that could bring down their whole career. Is this an upper limit problem? Is there a belief system that says, I don't really believe in my success, I don't deserve it, so therefore it's finding a way to sabotage it? Bill Clinton with Monica Lewinsky, Will Smith with Chris Rock, Johnny Depp with Amber Heard, Ezra Miller, the list. Just goes on. And it's sad to see because maybe if they addressed what's going on within, deep within, they wouldn't hurt themselves and other people. And this is the one thing about why it's important to work on your old programs because we all have trauma and we all can see the world through the lens of our past traumas. If we don't take responsibility to heal, and become lighter, we risk passing on our trauma to other people who then just pass it on to other people. So one of the beautiful things about doing any type of coaching work or helping yourself upgrade your programs is the buck stops with you. It's been passed down from generations, whatever this trauma is, and you're ending it here. So how powerful Is that how much power do you have in your hands? We often don't really realize it, do we? So how can you overcome it? Well, I believe imposter syndrome is beautiful. I love it. It's not the enemy. It's an old program trying to protect you, which just needs an upgrade. And it's a reminder to put down what you no longer need to carry. The buck is stopping with you. Now, one factor that keeps imposter syndrome hanging around is this weird belief that you shouldn't have it. And I would ask you if you were in my office, why not? Absolutely normal. And If we think about it, most of the issues that we have today are down to our refusal that they're happening, not accepting it. Anxiety, for example. I shouldn't be anxious, says someone the other day. And I'm like, why not? Why wouldn't you be with everything you're going through? of course your body and mind are going to let you know through anxiety. The power of acceptance and normalizing it helps you then begin to be able to do the work to help it heal. So again, you can feel lighter inside. And I love the analogy that the lighter you become, the easier it is to climb to the next peak. Pretty difficult if you're still carrying around emotional baggage you don't even know really that you're carrying. And experiencing a bit of imposter syndrome lets you know what you're carrying. So you can do this very simple process I'm about to share with you and put it down. There's no need to go carrying this anymore. So the simple strategy that I'm going to share with you is uh, something that I do with all my clients. They love it. I've done it in some workshops and the feedback has been fantastic. And I've evolved this over the past few years So I want you to ABC your imposter syndrome, which will begin to rewire your brain and upgrade your program. Brilliant. So A, very simple, accept and be aware of it. This means not distracting yourself from the anxious sorts of feelings that come with the story of imposter syndrome, not falling into that rabbit hole, but being aware of it, allowing it to be there, accepting it, Don't try to control any aspect of it. Let it be there. Now, I know that can feel hard, but with some training and coaching, it gets easier and easier. B, breathe into the body. Breathe slow and low, down to the diaphragm, down to the belly. Let's trigger your parasympathetic nervous system and calm the false alarm you are experiencing in your body. And let's tell the brain you are safe. Now, anxiety expresses itself in the body and in the head as intention. So just trying to think differently or positively doesn't work so well. And it's also really difficult to do when the brain has been hijacked through the limbic system trying to protect you. So coming back into the body with the breath, Soothing that false alarm. Put your hand on the part of the body too. Just for me, it'd be my gut. Just connect. Begin to soothe the false alarm that's telling you that you're in danger through imposter syndrome. C: Choose. Now I coach some amazing choices, but one that's very useful, which I love to use when approaching anxiety, is compassion and gratitude. So approaching your feelings with a sense of compassion and gratitude. That it's appearing for you to hear, like you're welcoming an old friend. And then label your experience, this is just imposter syndrome, it's an old program and it will pass soon. Whatever language you want to use. The more you accept and allow it to be there is something normal, something that's been trying to protect you from being hurt. And you want it to evolve, the less it will appear. Keep repeating to rewire your program and upgrade it with your new response. So recap, accept it, be aware of it, breathe into it, soothe the body, then choose with compassion and gratitude to welcome this feeling like an old friend that needs healing and label your experience, it's just imposter syndrome and it will pass soon. How beautiful is that? better than trying to fight it and get rid of it because that just parks it and it just comes back another time. The more you repeat this, the more you upgrade your program for your new response. You're rewiring your brain. Uh, You can use this ABC process for anything negative you're experiencing, so you don't have to use it just for imposter syndrome. And you can choose a variety of different choices to upgrade your programming. Choice is essential. The choice to accept the choice of which breath and choosing how to work with it turns down your limbic system survival response and gives more control to your prefrontal cortex so you can move from irrational thoughts about imposter syndrome to thinking more clearly and logically. So there you go, I hope you find that useful. It's a very different approach to how people try to work with anxiety and imposter syndrome. So let me know In the reviews, let me know in my WhatsApp community. You can join via the link in the show notes. And I look forward to engaging with you in my community. Uh, Before I go, I have a terrible, terrible joke. (laughs) This is from ChatGPT, by the way. Um, So don't blame me. Uh, But why did the imposter syndrome refuse to go to the costume party? Because it was afraid everyone would see right through it. Oh dear. Anyway, um, I promise there's going to be no jokes in the next episode. Maybe. Anyway, I hope you stay awake today. I hope you stay aware and I hope you have the most incredible day. I'll speak to you soon.